Today, our topic is on Bible prophecy. We shall study the well-known chapter of Revelation, chapter 13, the Antichrist, the false prophet, and 666. This chapter of Revelation will uniquely open our eyes to end times world events under the Antichrist and the false prophet. It also tells us what to be aware and beware as end times people on earth. Jesus said in Matthew chapter 24, verse 21, For then shall be great tribulation, such as was not since the beginning of the world to this time, no, nor ever shall be. During this fearful period of the Great Tribulation, two satanic leaders will exert control over every person on earth. They are the Antichrist and the false prophet. Revelation 13, verse 1. And I stood upon the sand of the sea and saw a beast rise up out of the sea having seven heads and ten horns. Now there are two beasts or world leaders in this chapter 13. The first beast of this chapter is the Antichrist. He arose from the sea. Sea here signifies the sea of humanity. It pictures the restlessness, tossing and troubling of mankind. Then it has seven heads and ten horns. To interpret, we briefly turn to Revelation chapter 17, verse 9. We read, The seven heads are seven mountains. Since the city of Rome was built on seven hills, this must be a veiled reference to that powerful city of ancient Rome. The seven heads also refer to the five Roman emperors already in the past, and then Emperor Domitian reigning at that time, and then the future seventh Roman ruler, the Antichrist. Now, as for the ten horns, they are ten major nations in the Roman Empire regions. It is amazing to note that Europe today lies on the very top of the old Roman Empire regions. Someday, ten major nations in Europe will unite into one superpower and appoint one leader, the Antichrist, to rule over them. So, the Antichrist will first lead the United States of Europe and then taking over as world dictator. Perhaps America would join in with Europe because of America's uh, European culture and history and origin. America might be one of the 10 European countries of Bible prophecy. Verse 3, And I saw one of its heads as it were wounded to death, 
and his deadly wound was healed, and all the world wandered after the beast. The Antichrist will attempt to mimic Christ's death and resurrection. It will be a counterfeit of Christ's death and miraculous resurrection. Let's go on verse 5 of chapter 13. And there was given unto him a mouth, speaking great things and blasphemies. And power was given him to continue forty and two months. Antichrist is now on a roll on earth. He's on TV and the internet without stop, declaring that he is God. An unprecedented wave of misrule will be unleashed on the terrified world. Forty-two months, says the Bible, God sets a deadline of three and a half years. During the last half of the Great Tribulation, it's called the Great Tribulation. Satan can do nothing without God's permission. Verse 6, And he opened his mouth in blasphemy against God to blaspheme his name, his tabernacle, and them that dwell in heaven. For the last three and a half years of the tribulation, Antichrist will speak evil of God in public speeches over satellite TV, over the airwaves, in every opportunity he gets. The Antichrist will have a tongue that is poisonous, blasphemous, and venomous. He will curse God openly, God's people, God's dwelling place in heaven, and the angels who are in heaven. There is nothing sacred or holy to this man. In Luke chapter 21, Jesus had warned us of this. Jesus said, And ye shall be betrayed both by parents and brethren, and kinsfolks and friends, and some of you shall they cause to be put to death, and you shall be hated of all men for my name's sake. Verse 28 of Luke 21 continues. Jesus said, And when these things begin to come to pass, then look up and lift up your heads, for your redemption draweth near. The more we see bad people and bad deeds abounding, the more we should look up to God because it shows that Jesus is coming very soon. Verse 9 of chapter 13, Revelation. If any man have an ear, let him hear. Hear what? Let us go to the next verse, verse 10. He that leadeth into captivity shall go into captivity. He that killeth with the sword must be killed with the sword. Here is the patience and the faith of the saints. There are three, three points here to be aware. First, the persecutors. This verse is a warning to the unbelievers who persecute Christians in the last days. Yes, God's people will go into captivity. Yes, God's people will be killed, but those who kill them will themselves 
be destroyed. They will face God's judgment and justice when Jesus comes. They will face, face the great white throne judgment and then the lake of fire. The persecuted. This verse also is a call for believers to be, to be prepared for persecution from Antichrist, those who are left on earth but believe on Christ after the rapture. God has chosen some believers to be in prison and even executed. They must accept with patience, perseverance, and endurance such suffering as God would allow and ordain for them. Yet, God will triumph at the end. Our God controls the future, and believers belong to him. We will triumph, surely triumph, on that glorious day when the kingdom of the world becomes the kingdom of our Lord, and he will reign forever and ever. Revelation 11, 15. Seventy years ago, when I was uh, age uh, 15, I gave my life to be a missionary. I was studying at Grace Christian High School in Naktahan at that time. But soon after, I read a book called Fox's Book of Martyrs. That was when I was in high school. I was so distressed because I knew that if I were forced to give up my faith, my faith or be killed, I did not have enough faith at that time to stand up for Christ or ever. So I went to see a missionary who said to me, don't worry about it now. If God should want you to to die for him someday, special grace would be given you at that time. And that has reassured me lifelong. Now, over half a century, I still daily experience God's grace sufficient for all our needs. Praise the Lord. Let's go on. Verse 11, Revelation 13. And I beheld another beast coming up out of the earth, and he had two horns like a lamb, and he spake as a dragon. Satan now assails mankind with a double burial weapon. First, the Antichrist, as we have just read in the Bible, and now appears the false prophet, the second beast. Now, the phrase, out of the earth, suggests that the false prophets would come from the land of Palestine. Perhaps he would be an apostate Jew. Notice the two horns on the second beast's head, making him look like a lamp, a gentle lamp. He may look mild, like a lamp, but he speaks like a dragon, for he speaks for the dragon, Satan. It will all be false looking like a lamb outside, but a dragon inside. He will promise the suffering people on earth that all will be well if they would just worship the Antichrist. He will be evil to the core. Verse 12, 
And he, the false prophet, exercised all the power of the first beast before him and caused the earth and them which dwell therein to worship the first beast whose deadly wound was healed. Here we have an unholy trinity. This is how Satan would try to duplicate the holy trinity. First, the dragon who would be anti-God the Father. He wants to be worshipped like God. Secondly, the Antichrist is anti-God the Son, with the Antichrist allegedly dying and rising again. Thirdly, the false prophet would be anti-the Holy Spirit, God the Holy Spirit. He would lead the world to worship the Antichrist and Satan. This false prophet would be the Antichrist's right-hand man. He will work purely to get mankind to worship the Antichrist and therefore imitating the present ministry of the Blessed Holy Spirit in leading people to the true Christ. John chapter 16, verses 7 to 15. Someday, the world's religion will not just coexist like today, with all religions separately coexisting together. Islam, Buddhism, science, Judaism, paganism, Wicca, Christianity. No, one day, one world religion will exist on earth. And that's exactly what it means. One world religion. All religion will merge all together under one central religion to worship the Antichrist guided by the false prophet. And we are seeing the super church movement even today. Sad to say, the people of the world will get more than what they had bargained for. Let us mention an organization that is facilitating this one world religion, the United Nations. The former Assistant Secretary General of the United Nations, Robert Mueller, once wrote, he said, we must move as quickly as possible to a one world government, a one world religion under a one world leader. And he further wrote, saying there is a famous poster which shows Christ knocking at the tall United Nations building in New York, wanting to enter in. And he continued saying, I often visualize in my mind another even more accurate painting, that of a United Nations which would itself be the body of Christ. There is a United Nations uh, prayer room or meditation room in New York. The former UN General Secretary, Doug Hammarskjöld, described this UN meditation room as the stone in the middle of the room, an altar, is dedicated to the God whom man worships under many names and in many forms. And a brochure there 
near the altar describes it as, for meditation purposes, this altar is probably the most ideal spot on planet Earth. Since the magnetite altar has its foundation straight down, built into the bedrock of the UN of the land below it, tapping into the energies of the Earth itself, and so on. Revelation 13, verses 14 to 15. And he deceived them that dwell on earth, that they should make an image to the beast. Now the false prophet orders the building, most probably from the, from the temple in Jerusalem, the building of a great image of the beast. This word for image in the Bible reporting it, it's a very interesting word. In the Greek word, it means akon. It forms our English word icon. As we know, icon is the modern and popular word today for a computer-generated image of a person or thing. Verse 15, and he had power to give life unto this image of the beast that the image of the beast should both speak. Now, what is this image? How does it look? There are at least three possibilities. First, that image would probably be a computerized robot, a computerized electronic statue probably of the Antichrist, and it would give pre-recorded answers to standard questions only. Secondly, it might be a holographic image, a computer-generated hologram. Now, a hologram is a three-dimensional image created using light and a, a laser, a picture of a whole object but appearing in three dimensions. Far more impressive would be large hologram that take the form of a ghostly three-dimensional moving figure, and you could walk around it from all angles. And if we have the screen, we would have a giant-sized monster hologram half-filling the screen. The third possibility of this image that the Antichrist, that the false prophet would build for the Antichrist would be it's a demon-possessed image, or demon-possessed idol, man-made idol, but demon-possessed. Satan and his uh, demons would infest and possess this special idol and to, to, to make that object talk, speak, walk, and even fly. Some years ago in uh, Fujian, China, there was a large church in a village and they were meeting every Sunday. But one Sunday, just before the pastor got up to preach, there was a voice in the ceiling which started preaching. It was the voice of a spirit. And the sermon was very good, very eloquent, touching many hearts. And soon, Sunday after Sunday, the church was filled with people on Sundays. And there were even specialists from the USA and England 
that flew over to China to study this supernatural phenomena. But soon after, a group of local pastors got together to discuss this matter. The pastors noticed that although the sermon was very good, it never ever mentioned the cross or the blood of Christ. So the pastors appointed a representative who asked the voice, saying, Do you believe that Christ came to earth to die on the cross for the world? There was no answer. He asked a second time, still no answer. The pastor continued to press the spirit, and suddenly there was a strong wind which swept over the church and went out of the church. And as it went out, there was a loud sound of laughter. Ha, ha, ha. It was an evil spirit. Verse 15, the second half of verse 15 says, And cause that as many as would not worship the image of the beast should be killed. As in the case of the early Christians, failure to honor the image during the tribulation will bring a martyr's death. Now, beheading was a popular mode of execution among Satan worshipers because they believe it prevents any resurrection of the body. Thank God they are wrong. In the Gospels, Jesus said, Are not two sparrows birds sold for a farthing? And one of them shall not fall on the ground without your father knowing it. Matthew 10, 29. So our Heavenly Father cares for us. He knows even when a little bird falls to the ground. When a believer is martyred, the Bible says God not only knows, he records it in heaven's record book. God probably used double-sized font to write it, underlined it in red, highlighted it in color, and make sure to give the martyr extra grace to bear it. The Bible calls it grace in time of need. Hebrews chapter 4, verse 16. Revelation 13, verse 16. And he caused all, both great and small, rich and poor, free and bond, to receive a mark in their right hand or in their foreheads. The false prophet will decree an identifying physical mark on everyone's body on earth. Now today it's fashionable for people to be tattooed on their body. Might, I wonder, might this trend help make it easier someday for Antichrist to decree a mark to have on everyone's body? The mark of the Antichrist. What is fashionable today might become mandatory someday. Now, the biochip technology, as we know, biochip identification is the insertion of a tiny computer chip underneath the skin. Inside the biochip 
is a transponder, which has no battery. It is charged only by impulses from the person's own muscles. And the transponder sends and receives signals from a scanner. And it's all content inside a little capsule about the size of a grain of rice. Information about a person can all be stored inside this capsule and be useful for security and identification purposes. The Bible says, someday the mark will be commanded on everyone's forehead or right hand, right hand or forehead. Maybe there would be a choice. A choice will be permitted so as to allow uh, the super loyal to the Antichrist to be sealed on the, right he- on the forehead while permitting those more uh, beauty-oriented to just be, to place the seal on their right hand. Verse 17, And no man might buy or sell, save he that had the mark, or the name of the beast, or the number of his name. This is the key to survival on earth someday. This loyalty mark. You can neither buy or sell unless you have the mark. To survive, humanly speaking, one must either be loyal to the beast, Antichrist, or at least profess loyalty outwardly. In other words, no worship, no mark. No mark, no buying or selling. No buying or selling. No groceries, clothing, medicine, or shelter. No life. So, the world of the last days will involve three interconnected elements on this planet Earth. First, global economy. Secondly, global world government. Thirdly, one world religion. Verse 18. Here is wisdom. Let him that have understanding count the number of the beast, for it is the number of a man, and his number is six hundred, three score, and six, 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 six. Here is wisdom, and there are many wise conjectures or theories on what six, six, six means. Let's, let's speculate on some of them. The Bible says, go ahead and count the number of the beast. Okay, let's do it. First, in the biblical languages of Greek and Hebrew and Latin, letters, ABCs, are used as numbers, such as A equals 1, B equals 2, C equals 3, and so on. Secondly, there's a study called Gematria, an ancient system of representing numbers by using letters. For instance, A equals 1, J equals 10, 100 equals, S equals 100, Z would be 800, and so on. Thus, the name Fox, F-O-X, would yield 666. And the name of the Antichrist would, added up, would total 666. An interesting variation of gematria is to assign the value of 6 to each letter, 
of the alphabet. For instance, A equals 6, B equals 12, C equals 18, and so on. Then, using a computer and running thousands of English words through it, amazingly, only one word comes to the total of 66, the word computer. Many names have been conjectured using such calculations in history, but they all have been proven wrong. Someday we can know for sure who is the Antichrist. The verse, this verse also says that 66 is the number of a man. Now, since man was created on the sixth day, so six is really the number of men. It's just short of perfection, seven. Antichrist is the counterfeit trinity, 666. Moreover, the number six is stamped on human uh, time and labor. There are 60 minutes in an hour, there are 24 hours in a day, four times six, 12 months in a year, 12 inches in a foot, 36 inches in a yard, six times six, so on. If, interestingly enough, if you add 1 through 36, 6, six times 6 would total 666. Some other interesting observations. First, the Hebrew equivalent of our letter W is the letter VAP. Now, the numerical value of VAP is 6 in Hebrew. So the English word WWW, World Wide Web, transliterated into Hebrew is vap, vap, vap. Numerically, is 666. On the crown of the Pope in Rome are the words, Vicar of the Son of God. In Latin, Vicarius Helius Dei. Now the numerical value, if we add it using the Roman numerical letters, would total up 666. Finally, the Illuminati said they have a hand sign, hand signal. They would use five fingers and make the 666 signs as follow. Open wide your five fingers. Using your pointing finger, and thumb to make an eye hole, followed by the next three fingers. That's 666. The resort is often called the mark of the beast, and that's the hand sign of the Illuminati movement. That type of numbering would allow 999 quadrillion people to be numbered on Earth. That's enough to number everyone on earth for the next 2,000 years, and so on. In the Bible, in 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, verses 7 to 8, it says that the Antichrist will be revealed only after the rapture of Christians, at the rapture. So we cannot presently identify the Antichrist, but after the rapture, then and only then, will the man of lawlessness be revealed. 
So let's just say that Antichrist is certainly ahead of us, but no one can accurately predict who is he until the time comes, and someday that time will come. Now in this chapter 13 of Revelation, we have studied the great tribulations, one world government, one world economy, and one world religion, briefly, all under Satan, the Antichrist, and the false prophet. Although all Christians will be raptured before the tribulation, yet let us be aware and beware now of world events happening today because Jesus is coming. What if it were today? For end-time believers like all of us, like us, here is the secret of victory. First, let's be strong in the Lord. Ephesians 6.10, Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Don't be afraid. Be strong in the Lord. In this Christ, in ourselves, a Christian dwells one, the Lord, who is stronger than he who is in the world. 1 John chapter 4, verse 4. We Christians are in the Lord's army, and we have the Lord, King Jesus. Secondly, realize that Satan is real. And the Bible says, resist the devil. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. Neither give place to the devil. James, James chapter 4, verse 7, Ephesians 4, 27. With the Bible in hand, get to know Satan's attacks, wiles, and decrees in devices. Remove all superstitious and spiritistic objects or signs from your home or offices. Replace it with a cross. A full and clean confession in our lives is essential every time to victory. Thirdly, uphold the cross of Christ. Revelation 12, 11 says, And they overcame him, how? By the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony. And they loved not their lives unto death. Emphasize the cross of Christ, the atoning work of Jesus Christ on the cross. Fifty years ago, in 1975, when we were building this Grace Christian Church, I told the architect Felipe Mendoza, we want a very big cross outside, right outside the church. And even the words, Jesus saves, clearly at the very top. Praise the Lord. It was done. Let us continue to live for Christ. Maintain a strong Christian testimony. Emphasize Jesus' redemption on the cross. And even be willing to sacrifice even our life itself for our Lord. And Finally, claim the victory every day by faith. Take on the full armor of God by faith. Before we close this message, 
May I ask an important question? Is the God of the future your Savior? Maybe some of you might not be a Christian yet. Or some of you may say, oh, I can wait until after the rapture and then believe on Jesus at the tribulation and still get to heaven. Yes, but beloved friend, the Bible says today, today is the day of salvation. Now trust in Christ. You don't want to go through the great tribulation. You don't need to go through the tribulation to be under the Antichrist and have to, have to take the mark of the beast. Jesus loves you. He wants you to escape the wrath to come. If you just accept his love and offer of salvation in your heart, even now, tell Jesus to come into your heart, save you from sin, and give you eternal life, and he will. Let us pray. And you may pray in your heart with me. Dear Jesus, thank you for dying for my sins. Please come into my heart and forgive my sins. I now believe in Jesus Christ and trust in him alone as my personal Savior. Thank you, dear God, for giving me eternal life and abundant life in Christ. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Shall we pray? Dear Heavenly Father, you have told us many things today about the future. More importantly, it is to know that we are secured from the wrath to come. And for those who are not yet Christians, Lord, may the knowledge of the coming day of judgment bring them to repentance. May we fear God and his judgment. And for believers, Lord, please anoint our hearts with hope and peace and joy, even submission and obedience as we make eternal decisions in our daily Christian lives. In Jesus' name we pray, amen.